Welcome to the resource room. I'm Amanda, the blogger and TPTer behind the Primary Gal. As a special education teacher, you are always supporting others, students, parents, general education teachers. But who is supporting you? That's where this podcast comes in. It's my mission to give you the help and support that you need. I'll be sharing my tips, tricks, research-based strategies, and professional development. I'm here to help you grow and learn as a resource room teacher. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Well, hello, and welcome back to the third episode in our resource room math routine series. And today we're going to talk about word problems. Don't hate me for bringing up word problems. I know they're terrible. I know it's miserable, but it is something that a lot of our students have IEP goals for word problems, or even if they don't have a goal, we know it's a struggle for them in the general education classroom, and it's something that we should incorporate. I'm also a firm believer that if we are going to work on what is addition, what is subtraction, multiplication, division, whatever it is, We should show them what that looks like in real life. We should show them or give them examples of here is what multiplication looks like. This is what division looks like in real life. But we also know that our kids oftentimes are really good at math until we start throwing words in there. So today I want to talk about a few things that you can do to make it fun, make it engaging, and make it something that really allows your students to see and understand and experience some of those word problems. And for me, honestly, those two things go hand in hand, making it fun and making it hands-on and visual, those go hand in hand. So number one, I love to have my kids act out those math problems, depending on what it is. We get up and these kids have this and these kids are doing that, or we draw on the dry erase board we find a way to act it out or demonstrate it if the numbers kind of lend themselves to doing that. A lot of the time we illustrate it. If it's something that we can draw a picture of, whether it be X's or circles or squares or whatever it is, tally marks, we illustrate it. Whether again, that's on the dry erase board, whether we get scrap paper, whether it's in our book, illustrate it. Show them that, you know what? Sometimes we don't know if we're adding or no for subtracting until we start drawing it and saying, hey, well, we're erasing or we're Xing out these. That must mean we're subtracting. One thing that I know a lot of people do not love, and yes, there are some flaws, but for a lot of our students with disabilities, we need some general things that are gonna help us through a lot of problems. Maybe not every problem, but a lot of problems. And that would be keywords looking for keywords so that we know, oh, well, it says in all, that probably means we're going to add. Oh, we're looking for the difference. What's the difference between this and that? Oh, well, we're probably subtracting. Equal groups, that probably means we're dividing. It's not perfect, it's not flawless, but it is a starting point. And for some of our kids, that's all that they have to rely on. And they can start matching up words. Let's say if you have an anchor chart or an interactive notebook, they can start matching up some of those words so that they know, oh, it says in all, this is what I'm going to do from there. 
when possible, use food, whether it be M&Ms or Fruit Loops or Skittles, whatever it is to make it hands-on. So if you have, in my mind, say 20 or less of something, if that's your whole, and you're going to be dividing it into equal groups or taking away, I say use food because then when you're done, you split it, they get a little snack, they're engaged instantly because you have food. It's also easy to manipulate. Even if you throw away what you touch the whole time and give them a handful of M&Ms or give them a handful of Fruit Loops when you're done, it's still engaging and really allows them to manipulate the problem and visually see it, which is what a lot of our students need. The same is true with Ufix cubes or other manipulatives, whatever you have at your disposal, use it so that you can start manipulating and making math hands-on for those students so that they can really see, are we adding, are we subtracting, are we multiplying, are we creating equal groups? What are we actually doing with those numbers? I also love to use a part, part, whole chart, and you know, that's even fun to say. But with that, I will often laminate a part, part, whole chart so that we can start using like an Expo marker and writing on there so that we can erase. What do we know? What do we not know? Oh, we know the whole thing. Well, then if we only know this part, then we're gonna have to subtract. If we know our two parts and we're trying to find out the whole, then we're gonna need to add those numbers. So it just gives your students something that they can draw on any scrap piece of paper. It doesn't have to be beautiful and they can start filling it in. They could use the dry erase marker and the laminated paper independently as long as you've trained them to do that. Now, once you've kind of practiced and you've taught them some of these tools, some of these strategies to solving word problems, we all know it's coming. It's time to progress monitor those goals. How can we make it easy? If you are using my math intervention, then progress monitoring word problems might be just a little bit easier for you than what maybe it has been in the past. We have been working over the last year to add word problems to each and every level of the intervention. Each level might have a different number. So maybe the lowest level of uh, math facts like addition and subtraction, for example, only has one word problem included in the book. But others literally have a word problem every single day. Let's say that your student's IEP goal says when given five word problems that include, and you could choose, or depending on what it is, addition, subtraction, multiplication, division. When given five problems that include addition with regrouping, the student will be able to solve them with 80% accuracy. A lot of the levels of the books where I feel word problems will be coming into those IEP goals they have exactly five word problems in the book, one for every day. So at the end of the week, let's say you know it's been three weeks since you progress monitored. This is progress monitoring week. Maybe you put it on your calendar so you didn't forget. It's progress monitoring week. At the end of that week, you're gonna take that book and you're going to see how many of those five word problems did they get correct? The biggest thing that you will need to keep in mind is that you have to have some system of marking what they did independently 
versus maybe what they wrote whenever you check the problem together in the small group. So oftentimes I like to have my students use a pencil whenever they're working by themselves. I'm gonna read that problem if they're actually drawing the picture or they're using the part, part, whole chart, whatever it is, they're using their pencil. But when we check it together, when we go over it and I am guiding them, then they're going to use a marker or a highlighter or a pen or something as they check themselves. They don't have to know that you're using this for progress monitoring purposes. It's just something that is built into the daily routine. They don't know any differently. And then at the end of the week, you're going to go through and see how many of those they were able to get correct on their own. In a previous episode, I talked a little bit about how we're adding math tests to each and every level of the intervention. And so with that math test on the back, because remember the front side would be just computation, but on the back would be some of those other skills like word problems. With that, you can progress monitor each and every one of those questions week after week. I'll be honest, to me, this is not the most ideal because that means I'm going to have to progress monitor five tests to accomplish or kind of fulfill that goal. And that would mean five weeks of math tests before I have even one data point. So it's not ideal, but if that works with your schedule or your system or whatever your routine is, you could certainly use that because that's going to be on the math test each and every week. Word problems are often scary and kind of a daunting task because it is hard for our students. But I really believe that by making it hands-on, making it something that they're experiencing, making it something that they have a strategy or two or three for solving a word problem, it is truly doable. It is something that our students are capable of. We just have to give them that opportunity. And for me, I usually do that in about three to five minutes per day. So it's not something that has to take a long period of time. It just needs to be routine. Now, next week, I'm going to climb on my soapbox as we talk about other critical skills that I think are important for us to tackle in the resource room. Well, my friend, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to the Resource Room Podcast. I truly, truly love to help and support other special ed teachers. Because of that, I run a Facebook group just for us. Search the Resource Room and request to join. You can also check out my website, theprimarygal.com, for blog posts, pictures, and more information. Until next time, have a great week.